we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hey, what's up, filmmakers? This is Matt Waterworth here again for the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done the news, so there are some things to cover uh, right away. Let's get right into the fact that this morning, uh, as I'm recording this, it is Wednesday, November 18th, and Alberta uh, Minister of Culture and Tourism, David Egan, was on the set of uh, Heartland this morning talking about and discussing the uh, $11 million funding increase for the Alberta Media Fund, bringing the total amount to $36.8 million. And uh, the... Um, press release included a very cool uh, list of some important pieces of information, which I think is worth uh, mentioning on the podcast, and I'll link uh, to the actual press release as well. But a couple of facts. Every dollar invested through the Alberta Production Grant supports approximately $6 in economic activity. And to date, uh, in the 2015-16, I guess, fiscal year, the 39 screen-based projects have resulted in over $103 million being spent in Alberta. Between 2014 and 2015, film and television productions have sh- have been shot in 14 communities across Alberta, including Calgary, Stony Plain, Morley, and the Sutina Nation. Uh, productions include feature films like The Revenant and 40 Below and Falling, uh, and television shows like Blackstone, Hell on Wheels, Fargo, and Ice Road Racer. Uh, the industry is labor-intensive and environmentally friendly, with the majority of production costs going directly into jobs and services in the community. It generates direct employment opportunities for artists, writers, camera crews, producers, actors, graphic designers, wardrobe designers, editors, photographers, and others across the province. Many more receive economic benefits such as hotels, caterers, hardware, and lumber stores. The industry supports rural economic development, promotes tourism, and brings diversity to Alberta's economy. So nice to see the government investing a little bit more in the film and television activities in the province. Um, there's some rumors floating around uh, that uh, the new Planet of the Apes movie, um, uh, The War, I guess it's called War for Planet of the Apes, might come to uh, Alberta for a couple of days. It's currently shooting in BC, but uh, there's a chance it might head our way for a few days as well. Uh, the David Billington Award went to veteran filmmaker uh, Gil Cardinal, and Gil's a, a massively accomplished uh, filmmaker. And so huge congrats to him. you got to go to ampia.org to check out more information about that event um, and some photos from that event as well. I'm sad I missed it. Looks like a good time. Um, the uh, Ampia AGM also took place, and I believe Dylan uh, is a new... Um, is a new member of the board, which is cool, the director of uh, 40 Below and Falling. Um, Congrats to Edmonton filmmakers Frederick Kroetz and Brandy Yanchuk. I'm sorry, I'm totally ruining your your name. I apologize. Um, But uh, also uh, Calgary actor and comedian Evan Wilson. Uh, They were all named uh, by their respective Avenue magazines uh, for top 40 under 40, which is wicked awesome. And congratulations to our new Minister of Canadian Heritage, Melanie Jolie. The Canadian uh, Heritage Mandate letter outlines plans to double investment in the Canadian Council, or sorry, in the Canada Council for the Arts, and increase funding for Telefilm Canada and the National Film Board. So that's exciting news. Um, Alberta production company Mosaic Entertainment just launched their new series on APTN, uh, Delmar and Marta, which uh, was was a sketch on 
Caution may contain nuts and now has kind of evolved into its own show starring and created by Sheldon Elter and Howie Miller. And you can see that online right now, I believe at Delmar and Marta.com. That's D E L M E R A N D M A R T A.com. So our guest this week is Nicole Murphy. Um, really interesting conversation with Nicole about her uh, entrance into the um, film and television world, um, kind of as a, a, a new career choice, um, having having made a shift in her life and um, now working uh, in our lovely community, uh, doing all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so we go into that and also her time at uh, this most recent Toronto International Film Festival, and she's got a really great story about that. Um, she's also guest blogging on uh, on Lindsay McNeil's blog, which you can also check out to learn more about her and her experience there. So without further, further ado, uh, here is Nicole Murphy. Like anything that's coming out now kind of thing, where you, where you feel smug because you had the... Um, Beast of No Nation. Right. Which I hear great things about, but it's straight to Netflix. Netflix, because it was the very first, I believe, don't quote me, but it's the very first Netflix original movie. Huh. Like the first one they funded. Right, right. Cool. So then, um, Idris Elba. What? Idris Elba, isn't it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like the worst, the the funny, are we on right now? We are, yeah. Okay, you tricked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. It's it's, it's easier that way. It is easier. You just kind of like, yeah. I liked it. Okay. Um, now yeah. I change. I'm like, yeah, no, so okay. I'm Seriously. totally not normal anymore. Um, I'm the funniest person to be in film because I'm not like a super fan. Right. So I'm not somebody who knows all the directors, mm-hmm. all the actors, all of this like amazing fan stuff i'm someone who just like enjoys making stories and and i I like that about me totally which and it's actually a really smart way to come at it because i think you know i was certainly guilty of when i went to film schools i was like i I could probably just get out of film school and head to la and start directing stuff right (laughs) i'm maybe not quite that naive but but some people were and uh it's probably a lot better to come at it from more of like a realistic business understanding point than trying to meet celebrities or something like that Totally. And I don't know, like, I remember hearing this story about Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl will come up in a lot of things that I talk about. Yes, you love Dave Grohl. I do love Dave Grohl. Um, because when he was younger, apparently, like, he went to drum lessons and they're like, you're holding the sticks wrong. And he was like, mm, F you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah, and yeah. I think too much in our society, it's like, we have parameters. And I think that happens a lot in film. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. When there's a lot of money going into something you want it to be done properly right sure but i think that sometimes that can cut off creativity it's and true. learning new ways it's it's one of the only things i can think of that has so many vital roles right like it's it, people call it a team sport and it, it, by far like you, the thing about sports is you could lose your defenseman and replace him and kind of bring him up to speed fairly quickly you couldn't really lose like your assistant costume person very easily without really going over a lot of things and a lot of trouble. Everybody's job is really, really important. <clears throat> so it's kind of amplified that way. But since you know we're recording, uh, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? For sure. Um, my name is Nicole Murphy. Hi. I am from Edmonton, Alberta. Yay. Yay. Edmonton. And I love my city. I will proudly say that. I love Edmonton. It's a great city. I um, went to an art school, which really 
influenced me and I didn't realize how much it influenced me till even most recently because there was really this freedom to be creative. So I didn't take any video arts in high school. Right. I was dancing and even though that was available. Even though it was totally available. Yes. <laughs> and like probably the best program in a high school. <laughs> yeah. Especially at that time because right. it was a, a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I didn't find my passion for this until four years ago. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit older and I was working at restaurants, teaching dance, being a childcare professional, like a nanny and cool. had a bunch yeah. of cool little jobs. And I was like, who am I? I had a Zoolander moment. I was like, who am I? What do I want to do? How yeah. do I want to affect the world? And I all of a sudden really wanted to do documentaries. And I know huh. people get mad about this story because it's like, how can you just say, I want to do this and then go do it? What? Right? Like, That's the people, awesome. Who gets mad at that? <laughs> well, like they're like, how dare you think like, I can just go do this. And I understand because the film industry takes practice. Oh, sure. That, yeah. t- that right. element. Like to, yeah. Yeah. To, to think you could just like, Go be, in there. And I'll, I'll direct now. But you can. You really can. You yeah. really can. Yeah. And, and Doesn't it's necessarily not, mean you'll be good at it. <laughs> exactly. Right. And and a lot of the skills um, that I had been working on for, you know, up to that point, um, I always say if you can teach junior high kids a dance and make them feel secure, <laughs> right. you can direct anyone. <laughs> right. So, Fair enough. That's cool. So, yeah. And then I went to Nate. It was, I actually went in the news program. Mm-hmm. But very early on, I knew that. Um, I wanted to do more production, right? but I'm really, really happy I took the news program because it taught me how to chase stories better right, than right. I think I could have learned anywhere else. That's interesting. And it also taught me all the basic skills of things like um, chasing, editing, filming, lighting, like all, I wasn't by any means an expert at any of these things by the time sure, I left. Sure. But I, I am so happy I took news. Right. Even though I've heard great things about production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm well, happy. you know, and like there, that sounds like maybe a dirty word to some cinema people, but it, I don't think it is at all. Advertising is another one that people, I think, are like, no, I'm going to film school to be a creative. And But advertising can be incredibly creative. And there's, yeah, I, I think I think there are similarities there. Yeah. Um, so what was your very first project? Did you go and do a documentary? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> um, but it's hard. It's really hard because... I'll explain, you know, the schooling I took. First semester, you're learning all the skills and kind of just doing projects. Yeah. Um, second semester, you're doing a show. Mm. So you're doing, it's called second edition. Right, like a live show. It wasn't live yet. Third okay. semester is completely live news. Oh. Second edition was like a themed Kind of magazine show. show. Exactly. Gotcha. So more okay. fun, really. Cool. Yeah. But um, the same idea as a new show, just not live. It was, right. you had hard deadlines. And then third semester, you're doing a show. So... Um, I would say my first memorable project was a news story I did on, uh, it's funny to me now, because <laughs> I was a student. So okay. it, as being a student, you actually get access to information that, because people don't think that you're... Right. Real you're media. Any, real yeah, media. exactly. So I had found out that they wanted to change the airport lands into a uh, place for Nate students to stay. What's it called? Residence. Re- yeah, sure. Like way before they were allowed to announce it. And I did right, a news right. story on it. Wow. So that was my first, that was when all my teachers were like, hey, that's cool. That's the first time you've, we've ever had a counselor interview. Wow. wow. And like, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was cool. So, so did you break the news then? Was that? Well, yeah, but we weren't allowed to, it was uh, on second edition. I see. So it's, it's probably on the internet somewhere. Right, right, right. That's but funny. the guy who like 
told us all about it. The v, uh, one of the VPs at Nate, he's like, "You're just you're just a student, right?" Like, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally." <laughs> Nobody goes on the internet. Oh my god, I hope I hope that this doesn't get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, what was the what was the documentary idea that you had though that made you? Was there an idea or was it just like, I want to make documentaries? I know that now. There is. And I didn't expect this question because it's kind of, um, I am fascinated with theology. Okay. I love religion Uh and um, all kinds of religion. It's not like I necessarily am a certain belief. That's the way to put it. Right. But I've always been fascinated with Jesus because I kind of feel like he was the first journalist. (laughs) I feel like he was the first person in our, whether you believe it's fiction or nonfiction, Mm -hmm who went and was like, hey guys, listen to all this corrupt things happening. Mm. Average person, know what's going on. And to me, a journalist should be somebody who is taking sure. risks. For sure. And nowadays we know journalists do get killed for sure. For the what they do. Absolutely, wow. Yeah. So that's, I was just kind of like fascinated in painting Jesus in a different, not a different light, just the idea of him being a journalist. Cool. So that so so it was kind of like a journalism documentary yeah. on journalism yeah. about Jesus. About Jesus. <laughs> totally normal. Hmm. I haven't started that yet. That's a good idea. Yeah, you better get <laughs> get on that before we put this up. That's a good idea. Yeah, by next week it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after Nate, what was the first step? As I said, because you made it to Calgary, right? Yeah. yeah. As I said, I worked at CTV Edmonton mm-hmm. um, while being at school on the morning show. I have so much respect for people who do morning shows yeah 3 a.m starts yeah. are i'm never going to do another one again you did that in school uh in the in between oh okay so for four months in between like gotcha. april to okay. september um it was really hard but it taught me a lot and it also taught me that news wasn't necessarily my favorite thing to be in mm-hmm. in the live show aspect right so i started looking for an internship with a production company Right after that. Okay. Luckily for me, I met an amazing girl, Jennifer Dolinchuk, at CTV. She was a traffic morning girl. Uh-huh. And she introduced me to Spotlight Productions. She used to work with right, right. The, the everybody there. Uh-huh. Um, so I did my internship right in January at Spotlight and have been there almost two years now. Oh. And it was the perfect um, place for me because what we're doing are telesoptic local stories. Uh-huh. Um, so they're community stories. News feel. Right. But you, we take a little bit longer. Yeah. They're about four minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, it's like the perfect merriment of news and production. Right, right. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So what 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 did they have you doing there at Spotlight exactly? What was your role? Um, Pretty, like they were teaching me things, but pretty quickly um, I was producing. Right. And then after my internship and after some practice and guidance, I was directing these shoots cool so it was me and a videographer it was very much like i hate calling myself a director i don't know if that's my female side coming no no that's legit yeah especially like you know in the 80s that used to be like you you used to have a a guy with with a camera and a guy who was the producer director and doing all the logistic stuff and yeah that was those were the teams and those are still the teams often yes yeah so yeah that's what i i do i feel i had a really great videographer work with me um he's from here well he's from out east but he lives here now thomas dudley okay and he really broke things down for me. He was like, this is what you want to see. Watch me do this. And he had been in the industry mm. longer than I nice. had. That's if helpful. it wasn't for all the people who helped me, I wouldn't 
be able to do that now. Right, yeah. Right on. I th- yeah, I mean, I think people, as long as they see that you're you're trying, it's a bit like in France, they say, as long as you're trying French, they'll be nice to you. But if you don't try, they're not going to treat you very well. Totally. Um, yeah, I think it, that's true. People get frustrated if you're not at least giving it a shot. But yeah, if they can see that you're going to put some real effort into it, yeah. they'll, they'll give you some leeway. Um, so... So what kind of shows are we talking about? You, I know you did like restaurant. Yeah. Okay. So we did a food show. Eats. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a family show called Family Central. The okay. newest one that we did start last season is called People We Love. Okay. Um, it's the best. I'll just say that. Right, right. Because it's interesting people either making a difference, super unique, or in some way there's a hook to them. Mm-hmm. And we do four minute kind of profiles on who they are. My one of my favorite ones is we did this balloon twister from Edmonton. Balloon twister? Oh, yeah, like a balloon uh, artist. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. He does huge sculptures. Wow. And like George Takai has shared his pictures. Whoa. And he, when he tells people like, oh, I do large balloon sculptures, often they'll go Google search and be like, oh, can you do this one? And he's like, I actually did that <laughs> I one. I did that one. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So we did this little segment with him. And what was astonishing and what I felt was really my style coming through is we got to the depth of who this balloon twister was and it was almost like wisdom from a balloon twister. Sweet. Wow. And it did really well on Facebook. It has 23,000 views. Oh, wow. Cool. Which is the most that any of my videos have had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's honestly because he he was so open and yeah. just so wise. You feel like you're learning something from mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So what what happened with Calgary and Edmonton? You, you moved back to Edmonton at some point. I did um, last year. Um, Spotlight sent me back because I'm from Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And for good community programming, I think that you really need to be immersed in the community. Sure. And I believe that they agreed. And so now I work from Edmonton. And I have gotten stories just walking down the street. Wow. Cool. Like I was walking and saw some people playing Quidditch. Yeah. And I was like, well, as a Harry Potter nerd, that's freaking awesome. awesome yeah. <laughs> so we did a little story on them. Right. Sweet. Yeah. How does how does that work? I've always wondered that. How do you play? Qu- is just yeah. <laughs> I'll send you, you the video. Around. Just kidding. yeah, but I'll have to see it. Um. Yeah, they have a broom between their legs. <laughs> yeah. That is obviously that's part of the rules. That's part of the rules. Okay. Um. But what I loved about it is they said there's so many different sports involved. Like there's a bit of dodgeball aspects, mm-hmm. um, basketball aspects, right? The running. Um. They said that not only is it good to have diverse people playing, mm-hmm. but that you actually need diverse people who have different skill sets. Oh, interesting. So it's really welcoming, and it could be because it's just a new sport. Right. It's really welcoming to anybody of any sport level. Right. Because they're like, hey, we, we want people to play. We need different kinds of people, different like sizes and shapes. And, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not like elitist in any way. Hmm, interesting. But how does the golden snitch work? Uh, they put it... <laughs> Now you're well, just. You have an answer for this um, they put it in like a sock, but in someone's like back, kind of like flags. Okay. Do you know gotcha. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you try to pull, yeah. and the person runs around, and someone else tries to grab that out of their okay. back. That seems too easy. Yeah, but it has to do like the snitch has to think of the game, right? Because you get a certain amount of points. I can't remember. Yeah. If that comes out. Yeah. So if someone catches you at a certain time, mm-hmm. then the game's over. But they don't necessarily always want to catch you. Right, because oh, okay. if because if you're ahead, right, 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 interesting. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> strategy. <laughs> I'm not a big sports person, but right, right. I've considered trying Quidditch. <laughs> so what what what's going out outside of Spotlight Productions? Are you working on anything uh, interesting? I am. Um, I've just become fascinated with 
Alberta mm-hmm. and the great filmmakers here. So, and I went to TIFF. I went to TIFF and met right. a really awesome person there. Yeah. And so we're kind of working on a short film for Bravo oh, cool. FAC. Bravo FAC, yeah. They're taking in 50% female projects and 50% male really? this year. That's great. I don't know exactly how they're determining that. I think it has to be like a director or producer or right. one or the other. Sure. But yeah, so we're working on kind of a short film. Cool. Um, That's a big grant. That's it is worth a lot of money. Really, I'm all about the process because I was saying this the other day. Vic was so great at teaching me like rejection doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I tried, in, tried out for everything and got rejected so many times. That's a good point. I never bring that up when I talk about how important it is to hear no and, and, and move forward despite, you know, that the pain that that might cause. But you're absolutely right. I, I, yeah, I, I never use that as, I, yeah, I got rejected many times at Vic. Yeah. We should tell everyone that we went to school together. We should. That's a good point. Yeah. We, yes. we went to junior high and high school. We together. did both go to Victoria School of Performing and Visual Arts. What's it called now? Victoria School of the Arts, I think. I don't know. They changed it'll the name a lot. Be, yeah. <laughs> it'll always be Vic to me. Yes. yes. Vic Comp. Yeah. When I first started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, art school where there was, yeah. I got rejected so many yeah. times. Yeah. And so for me, like, when I put in a grant or anything, I'm like, eh, well, it was fun to make this. Mm. If I get the money, great. If I don't. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Moving yeah. on. On to the next thing. That's yeah. Yeah, You have to have that attitude. But I got to say, when I was, like, I went to Vic because I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I thought I wanted to be an actor. So I was trying out for uh, the uh, the role of the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember this? Was yeah, I was in that. You could go on. <laughs> you were in it? Yeah. But I'll uh, I'm you. a jerk because I, I was in it as well, but not as the Scarecrow. So I'm auditioning and they, they put us all in a room together, right? And like some incredible talented people like Evan Terleski, yeah. do you remember? Like, and they had, they had like, some people had like taken singing lessons and like had learned like the music on, on piano and, and they were like, and none of this was, I was not ready for any of this. And I was like, everyone here is better than me. And that's an uncomfortable thing. But yeah. But you dealt with it at what? 14? Yeah. As totally, opposed totally, to? Yeah. Well, it would have been scary. That was a big role too. It would have been a scary thing. So I kind of felt like I dodged a bullet. So. What uh, were you? I ended up being Hunk, the farmhand. So in the play version, or at least in our version, yeah. there was, you know, you used to have those characters in the movie. They translate over, right? Like the farmhands are the lion. and <clears throat> So I maybe just to make more roles for people. They gave they let the farmhands just be the farmhands. So I was Hunk, and Hunk was supposed to translate over to the Scarecrow, I think, based on his lines. So I was close. You were close. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. I was a measly jitterbug. And, and yeah, so I was I was I was one of those people as well, a measly jitterbug. Uh, no, but what was I? The 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 Winkies. I was one like of the evil. Yeah, like the evil yeah. workshop people. That anyway, yeah. You were a Winky, That's and I what, was a jitterbug. Yeah. And look winky at us now, winky. people. <laughs> We've come so far. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely want to talk about TIFF. What, yeah. what made you decide to go in the first place? Um, maybe because like I went to school a little bit older, like post-secondary. I, I kind of have this vibe like you don't know till you ask, you don't know till you go, or you have these ideas in your head. You might as well just try it. So right. I just was like, I'm going to TIFF. Mm-hmm. I'd never been to a film festival yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was big, so yeah. let alone TIFF. Well, it's like the fourth largest in the world. I yeah. Think, yeah. And I was like... <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Yeah, good and for you. so I did. You have to. <laughs> That's what you got to do. But did you go with someone? No. No. Oh, okay. I like I was lying in bed after like about my media pass and and plane ticket, and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna know anyone. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, let's yeah, do that's this. That's how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Um, I like to really trust and just 
feel uncomfortable sometimes mm-hmm. in life. And I was uncomfortable. Right. When I got there, I was like, oh, yeah. there's too much. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's big. Like, you don't know anybody. It's, yeah. yeah. So what kind of pass did you get because that's very important there's there are passes mm-hmm. for people who are just going to the mm-hmm. festival to watch movies but then there are passes for people who are in the industry but those mm-hmm. are more expensive but then you get access to like networking events and stuff did you go to that yeah yeah so i got the pass that was pretty much the biggest like the best one i was allowed to get right because the next one up was like you want to buy stuff and i right. was like well no yeah. um so i got the industry pass i think it was called yeah. so i had access to all the industry viewings yes um i was able to get like certain tickets a day but i could just go to all the industry viewings Mm -hmm. um and i could rush any line right and it's a cool pass because yeah you can rush and you don't have to pay for tickets if you can get in on rush exactly i I didn't have to pay for any movie tickets um and then i went to all the conference stuff nice or had access to it at least i didn't go to every single right of course yeah Yeah. did you see anything cool there um yeah because those are always good. Like I have been as well. And it's great because usually there's a good networking event after some of the major conference yeah. events. So that's, you know, that's why one of the reasons we would go is to network afterwards. Yeah. Like I, I was really lucky. I, the first day overwhelmed, I think a lot in this industry and in the world, we're supposed to pretend like we know more than we do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They're yeah. like, fake it till you make it. And there is yeah. some validity in that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But there's also validity in like just being vulnerable yeah. enough to be like, ah, it's okay too. Yeah. 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 You're allowed to say, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So on the first day I met this great girl, Andrea, and it was just like, I saw her, we kind of made eye contact and she had been to TIFF a bunch of times. She's oh, from Toronto or nice. maybe not a bunch. Of, she's been there. Sure. And she was a movie buff. So she was able to be like, oh, this is what we should do. Nice. And I was like, okay, I was most excited about the conference. This is right. what we should do. Nice. And so it was a really good. Oh, so she had an industry pass as well though. Yeah. Oh, great. She so you guys. A, yeah. So she had to rush all the lines, but what we would do is I would go in and save us seats. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she made it into all the movies. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we took, we took some risks and like rushed a few, a few screenings and it was, we were always like, oh, we're not going to make it. And then we always, we always did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the one thing I didn't realize about myself until going was like how much I didn't care about celebrity like red carpetness oh yeah yeah because yeah, i was you excited think you do yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like no i have to be somewhere i can't stand here and wait for donald glover to walk by exactly i was like <laughs> i could do this or i could go hang out with andrea and totally. have a pint exactly yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> i was i was actually like oh i like that about me <laughs> yeah totally no like i there's there was definitely a part of me that was like oh jake gyllenhaal is gonna be here in of five course. minutes but it's like yeah I, I can't really wait that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can see him on a TV screen. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Uh, so so t- tell me more about the conference series. What did you see? Okay. Um, the conference series, there was a few panels about women in okay. in uh, this industry. Okay. And it was really cool to hear what Sweden's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Sweden funded 50% female and 50% male projects oh. for, I don't know what the organization's called. Yeah. But they funded... and. 80% of the projects that made it into TIFF were female-led. Really? So that was a big deal for them. Wow. They were essentially saying that, you know, there's all this talk and it did turn into a bit of a bitch fest. Mm-hmm. It was like, eh, meh, yeah, yeah. which there's truth behind sure. it. Sure, yeah. But Sweden, they were saying, we actually put action and plan into place and it's getting better. Right. Look, 80% You can see of, the results, yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So that was kind of neat. Um, my favorite one was Bill Hader skyped in uh, to talk about documentary now which oh my is God, that's awesome yeah and then the, the the producer and director were there as well um he's hilarious 
<laughs> and it was a cool panel. They, Bill Hader? Yeah. 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 He's, but he's like super down to earth too. Yeah. And I just enjoyed that vibe. They all met on SNL hmm. and it was cool to see people working together doing what they wanted to do and yeah, kind yeah. of having a, a good vibe about it. Absolutely. That's great. Cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else I saw. It's been a while, but um, it was great. It's just great to hear different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I don't always buy into them. Right. You know, yeah. but it's good to hear what's going on. So d- did you sleep? Because I remember when the challenge that we faced was like the the com- the conference panels of events they were quite early you know nine or ten yeah. or even eight and we had just stayed up until four o'clock in the morning at the Netflix party or something like that so did you I'm gonna be honest I slept a lot oh did you <laughs> nice. I it was the first vacation I had in well since I've been in school like yeah, I, yeah. I haven't Good taken any time off I hung out with my friends who live there mm-hmm. hung out with my cousin who's a director yeah randall okita cool um went to some parties but i did not party half as much as i thought i was going huh. to and i think it was just where i was at yeah yeah i like to party i just wasn't <laughs> i was like you know what i'm just chill this this time around i'm gonna i'm gonna take just that sound clip. i like to party <laughs> just, just cut it all together it's like yeah. i like to party that'll uh, be the whole <laughs> yeah with a with a remix underneath, make it Vanga Boys. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what about movies? What did you see? Um, I saw. Okay, I'll tell you the story. I saw Beast of No Nation, mm-hmm. and my cousin was like, "Hey, let's go to Beast of No Nation in like an hour." And I was like, "Sure, I'll meet you there." It's about an African child soldier. Right. I had not read anything about this movie before seeing it. Oh yeah, tough watch. So it was a tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies that after you watch it, mm-hmm. it's complete silence. Mm. Nobody's really talking. Yeah, yeah. Because what do you say to that? Of course, yeah. Even if it was poorly done, you don't, we don't have an opinion on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it was wonderful in the sense of how it was done. Mm -hmm. It really showed great use of camera movement. Mm. Because I had seen a movie a few days earlier. I won't name it. But it was just like the camera movement really shot out to me and it was uncomfortable. Right. Whereas this one, it didn't, it it like fit. You felt like you were there. It was Mm. great. Um. And then the next morning I saw Spotlight with Rachel McAdams and it's about how in the early 2000s they discovered how many priests were actually right. pedophiles. Yeah. So it was a tough couple days. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and what I really realized though watching those two movies and it was like, this is the power of film. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a type of abuse that goes on in our world that is spiritual abuse. Right. It transcends emotional, it transcends mm-hmm. physical and it's when someone else get someone to actually be abusive to themselves that right. makes sense yeah 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 totally or take part in the abuse like sure. in the child soldier like they make them kill mm-hmm. people yeah. so you put a level of shame on somebody that you can't put there if you're just doing the act right they have to take part That's and what what it made me realize is you know, we look at the african children soldiers for example and we're like oh my gosh in africa that's crazy but in boston in 2001 or wherever the same thing was happening sure, to children, yeah. just in a On different, a different scale, but yeah. Yeah. And in a different uh, medium, I guess, if that's right. the way to put it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the power of film. It, I had these thoughts where I was like, whoa. Yeah. And interesting to juxtapose those two films. Yeah. Hmm. So any, any like blockbustery type films? I mean, that's the other. That's the other side. That's the other thing. Like I got to see Nightcrawler. That's awesome. And Jake Gyllenhaal was, was there after the screening and, and it was, uh, it was great and it's it is a great movie and i i genuinely thought it was going to be a big deal and and that maybe even he'd get an oscar nomination for that role which i I believe he should have 
but uh, w- were there any like maybe that we haven't even seen yet? Is it what's the? Uh, you know, it was tough because I did avoid some of the blockbusters strictly knowing that they're going to get distribution. Right. Sure. So I tried to see things that I <clears throat> kind of put me out of my yeah, comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. He named me Malala. It did screen here. Yes. With documentaries, though, it was only in theaters for oh two weeks. Right. Right. That was brilliant. Yeah. I think it'll get something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's yeah, she's a massive. She's, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. It was a while ago. I didn't see. Mm, I think Spotlight will be, you know, on the radar. Yeah, with McAdams on it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, what about parties? Did you go to? Did you go to any parties? <laughs> I went to one. It was uh, Rain Dance, I believe. Mm-hmm. Rain Dance. And it was, I was not into it. Mm. I was just like, I went by myself again. I was like, oh, let's just go. Yeah. And um, it was just loud. Like, how do you how do you network in that yeah, environment? Yeah, true enough. That's yeah. what I found. It, yeah. I mean, there were, we, I mean, we were lucky enough to be going with the, the National Screen Institute like mm-hmm. as students. So we were on some of the lists. So we ended up going to a few parties, and and yes, they all had very different vibes. It's weird how how like some some are like clearly people want to talk, so it's very little music, and but that makes it kind of like a low key party as well, which is fine. Yeah. Um. But then other ones there's like strobe lights and like you can't even see the food, but there's a ton of food. You're just not sure what it is, and yeah, it was it, it very. They can differ. You know, and I. I didn't put enough energy into finding those parties and yeah. seeking them out, but. Well, I, 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 yeah, I'm so, like without NSI, I, we would have no way of getting into them or even know where they were. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. Probably in the future, I will try that. Yeah, yeah, route. Yeah. It's fun. It can be fun. Yeah, yeah I, I, again, I love to party. <laughs> <laughs> you can take that clip. Perfect. But but I was I just found I was there. I went to um, non related to TIFF. Um, my cousin's studio was a part of it's Studio Eight Three Five. They're a part of this little folk fest that was going on. But folk fest being a very loose term, it was all types of music right. that would set up like in different restaurants and shops and oh, stuff cool. along Bloor. Gotcha. And um, it was really fun. It nice. was great. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I had a fun time there and I did some cool Toronto things. Like I went to the Harry Potter bar that just opened the Lockhart. <laughs> what? Yeah. It opened the day I arrived. I was like, <laughs> This That's is awesome. meant to be. Let's bring up Harry Potter again. Yes, in this. yes. I, I was just gonna say, are you are you a huge Harry Potter fan? Is that- like, <laughs> like I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, but it was really like, it was awesome. It was well done because it wasn't cheesy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone who doesn't know Harry Potter would probably not even know. But it was all the menu items. Uh, it was called the Lockhart. It <clears> was. <throat> why know. is it called the Lockhart? I don't know what what's the connection. That was the Chamber of Secrets teacher. Lockhart. Oh, okay. The, gotcha. Yes. I know. I had to look it up too. That Not that big of a fan. Hmm. Um, and apparently there is a reference that if you get it, they'll buy your drink for you. A reference where? Like, like a Harry Potter reference. In the menu or somewhere yeah. hidden in the... In the Like hidden in the menu. But huh. yeah, it was great. That was fun. Cool. Um, and I went to a Blue Jays game. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As Shoot, I said, yeah. like I felt very inappropriate in the sense of I don't care about sports. Like yeah, I can straight up course. say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then my friend Andrea Matt was like, I have season tickets. Do you want to go? And I was like, to a sold out game where people are like paying money to go? I was like, <laughs> yup. <laughs> yep, I do. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, thousands of people are interested in being there. Like it's tough to get people to come up for anything. And yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah I'm not it, a sports guy at all either, but it's, it's like. Yeah, it's worth it. Some pe- yeah, a lot of people are doing it. Let's see what it's all about. And I loved it. <clears throat> nice. I really did. Yeah, it's usually fun. Yeah, yeah. especially if like if 
the crowd is having a good time, right? It's that that's what it's all about. Yeah. It was really it was a blast. It's probably my favorite sport to watch. Right. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Huh. Mostly because you can talk and not miss much. Right. <laughs> someone was telling, I forget who, someone was telling Scott and I that they had opened a hotel that is like connected to, so you can, Oh, cool. some of the rooms have like these massive glass windows <clears throat> where you can see the game. So you can oh, watch cool. the game from your room. But the problem is apparently a lot of couples, like a lot, <laughs> would just bang against the wall, like against the glass. And like... Like they, they were, like you could see them, right? It's, so they, so now they only rent those rooms to families. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know if that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's so, a, that's a tell a story right there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so uh, now, l- trying to give some value to the listeners. Yes, of course. For people who are thinking about going to TIFF. Yeah. What would you recommend as far as the pass goes, or or, or what's the first thing to think about when you're like, I I might want to go. You know, okay. So what would I do differently in the same? Um, yeah. Depends where you're at. Mm-hmm. So if you're legitimately in industry, mm-hmm. I would recommend the industry pass. Sure. It's it was with tax almost seven hundred dollars. Okay, but that's ten days. Yeah. So that's like sixty bucks a day. Mm-hmm. And free movies, all like all the yeah. movies you can go to mm-hmm. that you can dream of, and the conference, and and then there's networking opportunities right after the conference every day. Right. Um. And there's like you said, there are screenings just for industry. So just for industry. Yeah, so you can get and with that ones. pass, you straight up walk in. Wow. Cool. Um. There's also what's called a conference pass. Mm-hmm. And a conference pass gets you into the conference. Right. Then you can rush all the industry industry screenings. Okay. Andrea, my friend who had a conference pass, she got into all the industry things right, she went right. to. Cool. So I would rec, you know, if you want to save, I think it's a hundred dollars less. It's not significant. Yeah. But if you don't want, you know, if you want that extra little pocket cash. Yeah. Totally. I was really lucky, and I have friends who live there. Right. So I saved tons on accommodation. Nice. If you don't have accommodation, you might want to look at like Creative Minds mm. or something like that. that. It's it's where they you end up paying, I think, a couple thousand dollars if you get accepted. Mm-hmm. It's what it's what Lindsay did in Cannes. Okay, and it's like an internshipy type program. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's and another one too. Yeah, and there are a few festivals that participate in it, right? And it's, yeah, is it called Market Access? I think there's two companies that do it. Yeah, okay. And I think you can do like, oh, I want to go network. Right. So then you get a certain stream. Oh, I want to go work. Right. You get a different stream. Right. So that could be a choice too because 50% of what your money goes to is accommodations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I saved a lot on that. Nice. Um, if you're just average Joe, which my friend, um, or you're not interested in really the behind the scenes. Right, but you're a movie but fan. But you're a movie fan. Yeah. Um, they planned and they went for a weekend because 10 days is a long time to go anywhere. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they went for a weekend, got movie passes beforehand mm-hmm. and had a fun time. Nice. Had a great time. Yeah, cool. They went for three days. Nice. Yeah. So it depends what you want and how much time you can take yeah. off. And it's what's so amazing uh, for me, what blew me away so much when I was there was that the streets are filled with people and like street performers yeah. and bands and and like like actors they like when like last year there were they were somebody was doing a um Stanley Kubrick like uh some like museum was doing like a feature all about him so they had they had actors walking around in like classic <laughs> Stanley Kubrick character That's outfits awesome. and so so I have this great picture of these two twins being the twins from uh, uh, the Shining. Oh so, wow! And, and they would like because all the bars, so the roads blocked off, and all all the bars have patios, so everybody's on patios. So so you're, this this this, pa- 
pair of creepy twins is walking down the street <laughs> and they'll just stop and stare at people who are having drinks and it is awesome brilliant yeah, yeah it was it's cool. so interactive yeah, for sure yeah i love that it made me feel at home for sure yeah yeah it felt like a fringe from, yeah 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 but but there is no film festival here that is a, a massive uh, it was on that scale. It's totally yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so so that that shocked me but yeah it can it can just be like when you're not in a movie you can go hang out and yeah and, and yeah watch and the I red was, carpet or whatever uh, this will i'll give advice i was like freaking out about the clothes i was gonna wear yeah yeah and then you get there and it's like you know dare leak it's like <laughs> some people look like they're like you know hipster chic or like yeah. and it's such a range some are business casual mm-hmm. and i you really just dissipate in caring what others right, right, think a right. lot the other thing about it is that it's that it is kind of unofficially a film market yeah though it's not usually uh you know film festivals are, are not usually also markets but um there's a lot of opportunity to network and do business and and take meetings and whatnot. Like we we had a lot of meetings with with distributors and and mm-hmm. uh, some banks. And so um, I think it can be really effective if you're interested in going there and you have a film. You can yes. you can kind of like get some meetings because everybody's there. Like anything, uh, when everybody's in the same place, like Banff here, it's like get your meetings in because people are here so totally and i had nothing to present right of course so my experience and it's not an ideal situation for that either but right yeah. um but you also get the people who think that you're someone you're not like right. just because my thing says producer doesn't mean like i'm just like thrown out the bills <laughs> right, right yeah, yeah so i got a little bit of that and i was just like like, <laughs> like i'm an average human right right right. yeah that's yeah. funny yeah there was networking um was interesting because i have a very strong belief on networking i uh, michael jorgensen actually said that Networking is like a romance. Mm-hmm. You you see how you interact with people and you build from there. Right. Um, as opposed to wanting to meet everybody all the time. And I really found that at TIFF where I met Andrea and we built this beautiful friendship over two weeks that I was there. And I really feel like I li- have a lifelong friend mm-hmm. that I might not have that connection if I would have spent a lot of time with a lot of different people. Um, not that I'm against meeting different people right. and being a smiling face <laughs> that people can of come course. to. Yeah. But I think sometimes networking is too desperate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to, hey, this is what I can bring to the table. What do you have going on? Let's work together. It's like, I need you mm-hmm. in order to have any kind of anything yeah, yeah it's it, yeah it's like a dirty word sometimes um yeah. but i went to uh i went I, actually at nate i went to uh robert mckee seminar mm-hmm. and he he really encouraged everyone to use the networking time that was provided because and in his words he says you never know who you can use <laughs> interesting <laughs> because we use each other right and yeah. and if you take off that that idea that it's such a bad idea or, or a, a wrong thing in some way. I mean, we do need each other, and we it's do true. need to use each other. And and it doesn't mean that you you have you can you're going to do it in a shitty way. You can do it in a way that's like, let me help you, and then maybe you can help me in some other way. So exactly, and I think that maybe it's the like any relationship you have in life, mm-hmm. one person isn't taking everything all the time. Right. At times, <laughs> somebody needs more than you, and mm-hmm. you bounce back mm-hmm. and forth. I just think. And I agree. I I don't know. I I think networking is a very interesting topic because Mm -hmm. you do want to meet a lot of people because you never, you can't judge who you're going to click with slash who's going to want to support you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I think you got to bring something to the table. And even if it's not money. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be able to be like, this is what I got going on. Come be on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me be on your podcast. No, Um, totally. 
Cool. So you got back from TIFF. What, yeah. what else is going on in, in the in the film and TV world for you? <clears throat> Something really, I'm just going to plant this seed It's because it's funny. Um, I'm working on a mockumentary right. with a friend. Cool. We don't know anything. We're just doing it. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, we're just writing it in the writing stages. And it's about um, the behind the scenes of making a, a film. Okay, cool. So there's lots of funny... And I think season two would be like the behind the scenes of going to a film festival. Mm. All the funny things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And like shopping the film. Yeah. So um, we're working on that. So if anybody has ideas of funny stories they have that they want to share. Sweet, sweet. It's kind of writing itself because of experience I've had. (laughs) Of course. People I've talked to. Right. It can be, it can be a funny industry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, yeah, you didn't share. You did you write what you wrote a blog for Ampia about your TIFF experience? Oh, with for Lindsay. Yeah, she's gonna be popping that up. It's called a true TIFF love story. Right. And it's about me and Andrea meeting. Oh, okay, cool. And how, um, you know, growing up, we have a certain idea of what love is, mm-hmm. and it's you know Prince Eric <laughs> with <laughs> Ariel, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even talk to her, and and yet she loves him. It's yeah, like yeah. ridiculous. Um, but I think love is just like a true connection. Wait, sorry. I know this isn't no, a relationship back. podcast, but you have to talk to girls? Is that... I, I know. Okay. In order to actually get to know There's them. There's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you also have to let the girls talk. Oh, I see. Right, right. She, That's the other side. They have to side. have a voice too. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Thanks, or some thanks, way of communication. <laughs> right. Sorry, continue. I'm a spoiler alert, but at the end of the <laughs> podcast, or the podcast, the article, I say a true happy ending for the little mermaid would be like Eric supporting her opening an antique shop. Right. Or her first album release. No doubt, of course. Cuz if you take in her talents and passions, mm-hmm. it's definitely not living in a castle. <laughs> True enough. Chilling yeah. out. That's a good point. So, bad messages in yeah. little mermaid. <laughs> oh uh, <my> God. Disney's <laughs> going to shut this down. Uh, yeah. But so so you and Andrea are are tight now even though she's oh my gosh, she's yeah. in okay. And that's what I think is so beautiful is what you said and we you you need people so much in this industry mm-hmm. because every part is important mm-hmm. that I think you make fast friends and like family esque connections for sure fast for sure um and so we're working on a couple things we're doing this thing called the artist's way which is a program by Julia Cameron yeah in a book yeah it's right? a yeah. book yeah. so it's like a twelve week program in the book okay cool and. We were like, let's do this together. Nice. And t- get in touch like with Like remotely? Kind of? Yeah. Oh, sweet. So we have like a Facebook group and some people oh, joined great. it and all of a sudden <laughs> there's like people doing the artist's way together. That's it's fun, right? Yeah. Cool. It's super cool. Just to have... But she's not interested in making films. She's just a... She's a writer and a, fil- a oh, director. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool. Great, great. She's, she's works in a lot of writing rooms there. Nice. Wow. Um, She's wicked cool. Like just a down to earth, awesome person. And she's worked with some pretty big name people nice. at times. Yeah. Great. Cool. She's cool. Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, there's some big names and. But in Toronto, Toronto you get for access sure. to exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, a little more opportunity there. Yeah. So, uh, anything that people should should know about, or go to, or visit, or read, or or. Um, the artist way. Okay. Because it's about getting in touch with your creativeness without needing substance Mm -hmm. (laughs) or you know it's it's essentially about the idea that we take on being creative to ourselves like i'm creating this but it's about giving the power to a source or god or something outside of yourself Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so people might find that hokey but if you read it i think you'll like it well i mean that's that's interesting that's kind of in the 12-step world too right there are a lot of people who like don't necessarily believe in a, a higher God. power but yeah. yeah that's a that's a word that the atheist uses source i believe right source, source yeah 
which is fair. No, I like, mean, there's clearly something else going on in the world, right? Like there's a lot outside of Earth. That, so yeah, anyway. There's something going yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. It, what else is interesting is my mom read this book when I was a kid and was trying to get me to do like his morning pages from that. Yeah. Yeah. She read the artist's way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And she was trying to get me to do morning pages when I was 10 or, or something. <laughs> And like I had to write a full page every morning and I would like draw a picture to <laughs> like, like save space. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't read the beginning of the book before buying my journal uh-huh. and I bought this huge journal and it says to write three pages a morning and I'm like, oh, oh no. we're going to get <laughs> yeah. bigger writing going on. Yeah. No, but it's so important to to write right. physically. Yeah. They've shown, studies have shown that your body heals faster. Really? When you physically write. Huh. They they thought They thought like emotional healing would happen but they found like physical healing wounds healed faster there's a lot of about that so um i don't know i just i think people should be creative and take in information and if you think someone's really awesome have a coffee with them the best advice i got was Mm. if something you want seems out of reach find someone doing it yeah and just talk to them right um but just explore. Totally, yeah. I watched a lot of TED Talks through the day about creativity, and it was saying, as kids, we explore, mm-hmm. we role play, and we build. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we're so scared of making mistakes. I think yeah. especially in this industry, because there's so much money involved, mm-hmm. that sometimes I think that we don't get what we the product that we could right. in, in the right. content. Yeah. yeah we, we don't yeah. get, we're not vulnerable enough mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, I like to say that that making mistakes is the is the best way to learn, and and that you should make mistakes quickly if you want to be efficient. And uh, but I yeah, I say that it's easy to say. It's still <laughs> mistakes are still terrifying. Yeah, and I say this from a standpoint of like being in the industry a few years, being like I'm going to create things. <laughs> yeah, 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 like I am, but hey, yeah, no, I know that's that's legit. People do that. I also don't have kids. Right. That I don't have responsibilities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. besides mm-hmm. myself. Right. So it's a lot easier to be like, follow your passions <laughs> when you don't have to care about other people. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Not that I don't care about other people. <laughs> Let me rephrase. All right, so we'll, when we post this online. Oh my gosh. Nicole, filmmaker who also doesn't care about, care people. about people. Gotcha. I like to party. <laughs> I don't care about people. And she loves people. to party. <laughs> she likes Andrea and that's pretty much the only person. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. I'm getting an instant vulnerability hangover. Oh, really? It's already, happening. Already I'm like, before we're even Ooh. done. Okay, what did I say? <laughs> no, I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> yeah, no, I know that's what I'm <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you for being here. Thank and you. Uh, just don't listen to it. Then the- I'm definitely not going to. <laughs> <laughs>okay thanks nicole for being here that was awesome much appreciated and uh gonna jump into some dates and deadlines real quick the calgary underground film festival uh has their docs festival kicking off this thursday at 7 p.m uh it runs until sunday and brenda lieberman the director of the festival says that raiders uh, is their opening night film and it's a great documentary about a group of kids who (laughs) recreated uh every scene from raiders of the lost ark shot for shot but failed to complete one scene and then came together as adults to finish it off. So that sounds pretty interesting. You can check out calgaryundergroundfilm.org for more info on that. And the CSIF is having their garage sale, open house, clearing out some of their older and underused equipment. That's happening on Saturday, November 28th. Might be an opportunity to pick up some sweet gear for low prices if you're interested in that. And they're also having their workshop with Aaron Bernakovich called Shooting with the Scarlet. And it's happening from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday, December 5th. 
And I highly recommend checking it out if you ever intend to rent the Scarlet from the CSAF because this workshop is a prerequisite uh, in order to rent it. So definitely get out to that one uh, if you can. Uh, also, the deadline for the $100 Film Festival is due on uh, is uh, December 1st. So go to CSIF.org for more information about all that stuff. And FAVA is having their FAVA Fest, uh, and the awards applications are due on January 11th. And they're also having their workshop, uh, their screenwriting workshop, uh, January 19th to April 5th on Tuesdays. Check out fava.ca for more information. Thanks for listening, filmmakers. We'll see you again soon. Bye.